Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like you want things to do and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful service. For that tonight, we have eloquence, we have utterance. Your word is well taught. We have understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So we continue from what was stopped last week, Revelation. Okay, Revelation um, 2. So we did chapter 1 and chapter 2 last week up till uh, verse 7. So we talked about, you know, the first chapter and the second chapter, you know, letter of Christ to the churches. And we talked about the letter of Christ to the church in Ephesus. All right. So we go ahead to the church in Smyrna, the spelling is S M. Smyrna, is it Smyrna? Yeah, Smyrna. Okay, S M Y R N A, the church in Smyrna. All right. So are we ready? Let me see if I can share my screen. For those of us, those of us here, let me share. Uh, let me share my screen. All right. Please um, t- um let's oh, let's use our NKJV. I want to show something there. Or if, if you can open both, like like I have on my on my laptop even better but let me share my screen holy fire holy fire all right uh holy fire upon my okay Walter. yeah nkjv yeah yeah right so um we'll start from verse eight okay let's shoot verse eight yeah can you hear me loud and clear? Okay. And the angel... Okay. Loud enough? Is it loud enough? Loud enough? Okay, shoot. Can I just make the air so loud if you can? All right. And to the, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna, right, in Smyrna, right, this thing says the first and the last who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty but you are rich and i know the blasphemy of those who say they are jews and are not but a synagogue of satan do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days be faithful until death and i will give you the crown of life he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Hallelujah. Because let me take us let me take us through that. Okay? Awesome. So um the church in Smyrna, okay, the the you calls it the persecuted church, the persecuted church or the suffering church. Interesting. So the city of of Smyrna, you know, is you know, was another um, 
commercial hub, right? So it's a commercial hub, a, you know, a thriving commercial city. Um, you know, it's it is it's a modern day Turkey. You know, a lot of a lot of church history is built around you know, is built around Turkey. It's not it's not interesting to know that today, Turkey is now a Muslim country. Lot, lot of story behind that, okay? But a lot of church history is built around this area. All right, so it was a great um commercial hub. All right, it was rivaling rivaling Pergamos and Ephesus. And Ephesus too is popular for its commercial, you know, for its commercial activities and other kind of stuff. All right. It was, you know, relatively civilized compared to his others in his day. You know, it was it was known for his schools of science and medicine, and for you know his beautiful buildings. That is how you know um, civilized um, Smyrna uh, was. All right, yeah, awesome. Now, so this um, this particular church, you know, the word Smyrna comes from, you know, it comes from Myr, M Y R R H. You know. That is bitter to the taste, but sweet to smell. Isn't it funny enough to see that um, to see how it um, aligns with what this church is about to go through? You know, um, they had they had the bitter persecution, but before God, they were a sweet church, they were a faithful, they were a faithful church. You know, and they underwent persecution. All right. Now this church was surrounded by you know by you know demonic system of the gods of Rome. But in the midst of this of this demonic system, um, this church stayed true to the faith. They stayed true to their belief in Jesus and the values of the faith. Okay, and in so doing, they under, you know underwent severe persecution. All right. So Jesus told them, you know, I, I I see, I know your works. I know your works. You know, don't forget that at the end of each letter, God Christ tells us. That this listen to that listen to what the spirit is saying to the churches. That it's not just for the church in Smyrna to to um, to know and hear about, but it's what we all, as the body of Christ, ought to be aware of. So God is saying to us, "I know your works. I know your works," and that should make us, you know, um, make us think. What works does God know of me? Am I have I become lethargic? Am I just doing as I want? Am I serving myself? Am I living for myself? Okay, what works will God see and say, Toloaini, I know your works? Or to the church in this green church, you know, I know your works, or to the Nigerian church or the Lagos church, I know your works. What works will God speak about us as his church? You know, the problem is not in is not in us um, pursuing career, pursuing pursuing our goals, pursuing income, raising a family, and all that. The question usually is, you know, is God at the center of these things? Are our pursuits sourced in God, or are we just doing our thing? That you know, for instance, we can do the exact same things with different motives. One that is okay, my life is God's. All I do is God's. In Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. So I'm doing the same things, right? Right? But it's from a place of God is my everything. Or I'm doing the exact same things, but from the place of this is my life, it has to work. 
the same thing you can do the, the exact same things but with different motives so i know your works the problem is it's not always in what we do but in the wise we are doing them okay the motive the, the motivation the drives behind what we are doing what we do that's why remember that you know god is looking at our works he knows our works you know it says in matthew that the very air on your head okay it has numbered how much more things we are doing if if he if he knows number of air on our head and not one drops without knowing about it okay how much more the things we are doing that is how important our life is to god so we have to take note of of that all right it says he knows that tribulation and their poverty now it wasn't celebrating their poverty but they were poor because of course they were persecuted they were a severely persecuted church and it involves you know economic economic, economic persecution economic persecution okay so that um the things they can do society is limited by is limited by you know by the things they are going they're going through for example they could seize their lands seize their wares stuff like so they were poor because they were going through persecution and christ acknowledged this the tribulation the persecution okay so this is not for us to embrace poverty the idea is not that christ is saying i'm happy you are poor no he's saying i'm happy that you know i'm happy that you did not choose wealth things of this world worldly comforts over me i'm happy that you were able to say to go to whatever you're going through for my name's sake so he says so even though you are poor he says yes you are rich so that they are rich in, in the sense that they had their priorities right that christ in them was worth more than everything else the world could offer you know these things are written so that we can learn that we can learn about in our day that we don't fall into the trap of pursuits of worldly comfort and pursuits so much more that we forget who we are that 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 that, that the wealth and the comfort resources you know that begins to take the place of god in our lives i said earlier we can do the same things with different motive so this church they were willing to let everything go for the sake of the gospel all right talks about also that he knows about the you know the blasphemy of those who say they are jews but are not but are really a synagogue of satan now now um the jews you know right from the days of 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 the early church right, right from acts we see paul in his in, in his previous life okay before he got saved going about to persecute the church from place to place as he made it his own personal mission and vision statement that he will kill Christians. That did not end there. We see also in Acts, is it, is it Acts 17 to 9, that we saw also about Jews also, you know, that stirred up the road in Thessalonica, all right, to persecute Christians. So, it, it, it didn't stop in their day. Further, 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 further along in church history, you know, the Jews, you know, hated the church so much, that you know, with their backing and their hatred, you know, Rome, the Roman Empire, you know, showed the church purpose. So, as a point in church history, you know, the Jews had some part with 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 Rome, such that you know, I think they didn't allow the Jews not to bother worshiping worshiping the emperor, right? They allowed the Jews, they allowed the Jews to to live free, just pay tax, you know, don't bother worshiping the emperor. They allowed them some room, okay? But the made but the Jews, you know, stirred up persecution for the church. Even in those days, you know, when you know, in in in, the, in that Smyrna church, their bishop at some point was Polycarp. Polycarp was trained by Apostle John, all right. Apostle John, John that wrote that wrote Revelations, okay, was trained by Apostle John. Now, when 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 Polycarp was going to be martyred at eighty six, 
the Jews were the most they were the most they were the most happy about it. They were the most you know cheered they cheered the persecution. They cheered his killing. That is how that is how um how bad the Jews in, in that day some of them maybe you know were against the church. They cheered you know the mater, materialdom of Polycarp. Polycarp was burned alive. That's how that's how, that's how he was killed. Okay, and the Jews cheered cheered that. Okay, Polycarp died at age eighty six, and if I was killed, he was given the you know the option to reject Christ. You know, being an old man, a guy, you're too old to die like this. Okay, just reject this Christ. Okay, and you will leave. And Polycarp told them, says, "I've served this God eighty six years, and He has done me no wrong." How can I speak evil of my king who saved me at age 86? You know, this force is is super vital. You know, we, we have to we have to I, I, I have some concern about the church in our day. When I read the church in history, you know, before Constantine, you know, and the church, you know, the early church, their conviction, what they were willing to what they were willing to go through makes me wonder, are we doing the same Christianity. Is it the same one we are doing? What they went through, not some of them, not all of them, but some, what they were willing to go through for the sake of the faith, what did they see that were not seeing? How did they feel that were not feeling? Why did they just feel, you know, I don't know. So we need to actually check ourselves, we can check ourselves, that we don't excuse our laxity, that we don't, we don't excuse our, our letter, we don't, don't ex- ex- excuse our lack of conviction. It is the same faith, the same special, the same faith, okay, that Peter had, the same one that John had, that Polycarp had, that Clement had, that we also have. It's a like precious faith. So we ought to, you know, remind ourselves, okay, to build up conviction that this, this is a matter of eternal consequence. You know, it is, it is painful now to see how Christians, not all, you know, just, just, just so we are clear, how we can be how we can compromise so easily. How we can know what is wrong and, and say it's not so wrong so we can blend society. We have to remind ourselves who we are, who we are and the eternal consequence of the life we are called to live. Alright? So Christ told them that they should not fear what they are about to suffer. That, you know, the idea that it will give them strength and grace in this period. And they will go through it, okay? And they, they would not, you know, it will give them grace to go through it. And they went through it. They died for their faith. Some of this, some of this, some of this church period, some of this history of this history of the early church, you know, some Roman Roman emperors made it their life's mission to eliminate Christianity. That their job was that their own passion was that I will stop Christianity from I will clean it up over the world. That's their mission. That will make sure Christianity is forgotten all over the world. So they go from place to place looking for believers to kill. That is how bad our fathers had it. So, what are we going through today in Lagos Church that, that is so big that we will cry about? I understand the church in North Carolina can have some level, level of, you know, of difficulty. But with the church in Lagos, we ought to be different. We ought to appreciate this privilege, right? And build on it. Thinking about those that are going through stuff, you know, um, remember them in our prayers, okay? And re- using that to remember, you know, how precious, how consequential our faith is. But thank God, the emperors are dead and Christ lives forever. And so does the faith in Christ Jesus.
All right? Hallelujah. So they will, persecution will come and they will go. Theories will come and they will go. Isms will come and they will go. Okay? They will come and they will go. Come again and go again, right? But faith in Christ is eternal. All right? Glory to Jesus. All right? So he encouraged them to be faithful unto that persecution. That the one who overcomes will not experience second death. Okay, now second death, you know, second death is eternal death. Okay, if any man dies without Christ, dies without Christ, he is, is doomed for second death, he's eternally dead. Alright, so it says the one who overcomes, you know, will, will, will not die second death, eternal death. We can see this in Revelation 20, verse 6. Verse 14, 21, verse 8, okay? The second death. This one is death that, that, that ends in the lake of fire and brimstone. So, you know, see, these things are so consequential that we should, we, should, we should talk a lot more about it. People think that they can do without Christ. It's funny and it is sad that even those that, 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 that have been exposed to Bible teaching that think they can just say, I will leave the faith. And I will face whatever comes, I will face it. You cannot face it. People assume maybe it's not so true, but so did they think also in the days of Noah. When Noah went back to place to place, flood is coming up. He thought it was crazy, like he was joking until the flood came. Guess what? The flood, I think it took about, about one or something years before the flood came. I'm not sure if that, I can, I'm not sure right now, but the flood took a while to come. Do you understand? So the delay, the delay of Christ's coming. Is not make us think it's not coming again. Or make us think that um, this old this old rapture thing is a fluke, is false. That this old you know eschatology of the end times, you know, is 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 bobo. My guy, it is not bobo. Okay, the, the people of Noah they thought it was bobo, they thought Noah was crazy until the flood came. So don't allow yourself draw back thinking it's all is off is all vibes. It's not vibes there. Take this thing seriously. It's one of eternal consequence. People also think that eh, that maybe Christ will not come. Maybe he has come. You know, a lot of funny theology. I also on online online this morning. People are just people speak up in the morning and just just claim their own theology and see claim to believers. The coming of Christ is imminent. You know what this means? He's coming. Imminent means that he can come anytime. That is, there is no more extra sign to come. All the signs have been fulfilled, so he can come anytime. There is no more. Is a lie. He can come now. He can come. Anytime, so yes, we keep occupying till it comes right. We must remember that Christ can come anytime. All the signs, whatever has been fulfilled, it can come now. It can come now. And in fact, when people look, when people look at church uh, about when you look at, look at scripture and prophecy, we are actually much closer, much closer than we think. It can come now, right? It can come anytime. We are super close to the coming of Christ. So even though we don't know when, what it can come anytime. When you look at the all the, 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 the numbers in the Bible, the thousands of years clinical, 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 we are super close. In fact, we are we are in that generation. It might be this year, it might be fifty years, it might be hundred years, but or more from he can come anytime. So we can't afford to live our lives thinking is by just 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 often and games, go to school, come back, go to work and all that kind of stuff. Or more we are we are right at the edge of history. Right at the edge of history, so we have to, you know, guard our loins. We can't afford this thinking that I can leave the faith and I'll be fine, ha, or I can just do anyhow. 
we are closer than we ever were. Closer than we ever were. Christ can come back anytime. There is no extra sign waiting to come again. All the signs have been done and are ready. Alright? Glory to Jesus. So let's live this way, okay? And I'm you know, ready for his coming. Ready for his coming. Ready for his coming. Alright? People also think, you know, when I raised place, I told them that the one who overcomes, one who overcomes will not experience the second death. Meaning that the one who doesn't deny his faith in persecution will, will not experience the second death. Do you know what this means? It means it is risky to think that he persecutes you, deny the faith, and say, God forgive me. Now, we don't think it's, you know, that I just deny the faith. I just, I just, maybe they'll, let, they'll free me, shall. I will leave and then say, God forgive me. This verse says, be careful in that thinking. What if they kill the person? If not, if not, not a nine Christ. What they kill him? I don't know his de- I don't know his destiny. So let's not think we can wiggle our way out of it. Let's not think we can use the wisdom of man to deceive him. You have to be careful. Be careful. Be careful. If you will ever have to pay the ultimate price for your faith, be willing to pay that price. Okay, Christ celebrates. We see it in Revelations. Okay, celebrates his martyrs, people that die for the faith. There's a special place for those that die for the faith. All right. These things, the Spirit says to the churches, we all must be willing to suffer for the gospel, if need be. We all must be willing to suffer for the gospel, if need be. We can't allow our desire for comfort. Or worldly riches or fear of men. This is so important. The fear of men that looks that is mixed together with, with the desire to please people, to make us deny our faith and our beliefs. There are believers that are becoming LGBT nonsense because they know it is wrong, right? But because they want to they want, they want to they want to be in a cool club, in a cool clique. They, 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 want, they, they don't want to cut off, or cut off. They don't want their friends to cut them off. They don't want you know people, people that they want to anger to cut them off. They know it is wrong, but they cannot say it out. So they, they will blend in, compromise, accept, tolerate, allow all forms of English and adjectives, okay? To just just because the, there is the underlying fear of man, underlying inferiority complex, okay? Really inferiority complex at work, okay? Underlying desire to please people. If we have to please people, we cannot be true soldiers of Christ. We have to be careful. Be careful. It's certain is this. In our forbearance, you know, in our tolerating people's, in our tolerating sin and excusing it, we are putting people's lives in danger. And it's unfair. That you a Christian even bound. <clears throat> you, 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 you compromise for people's sin. You are speaking to heaven, right? But they keep wallowing and wallowing in their sin because you cannot say the truth. So your friends may go to hell because you said it's, it's, you, you allowed, you, you permitted, you refused to refuse to speak the truth in love about your sin. You are selfish, and that is you. Think about it carefully. Think about it. It's better for them to, 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 to not like you for a, for a while. But to at least you know that you spoke the truth in love, you prayed for them, you were involved, okay? Then for them to, number one, go through the... the, the the, 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 the today's consequences of, of being of living in sin, of being far from Christ and his will, and also the eternal consequence, you know, of hell, the second death. What if 
What if because they know you love them, what if they will hear the truth from you? What if because they know that you care about them, what if they are eager to hear the truth from you? What if every believer will just stand on the truth in love? Can we stop? Can we stop the, the compromise that we're making everywhere? Can we stop it? Can we stop trying to change the Bible to fit to fit to fit modern ideologies? The church in Pergamum, verse twelve. Pergamum. 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 Yeah, Menavis says Pergamum. Okay. NKJ says Pergamos. Okay. Right, shoot. From verse 12. The compromising church. Exactly. Look at what the Bible NKJ calls them the compromising church. This is so important. Please go on. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos, write This thing says, E who has the sharp two edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have, you have, you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of Nicolaitans, which thing I ate. Repent or else I will come to you quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the eden, eden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on the white stone a new name, written which no one knows except him who receives it. Hallelujah. Uh, I find it a bit romantic. The Christ says will give us you know, a new name which only me and him will know. You know, when, when, when someone loves you, you know, you can have five, three names. And maybe your, your common name is Tori Lope. This now chooses the one that nobody knows, nobody else knows, and calls you that name. Who knows that? Who has, who has, who has that kind of experience? Okay, awesome. Uh, you do your video. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Hmm. Glory to Jesus. Okay. So the church in Pegamon, the compromising church. Look at that. So he says, yeah, you know, you know, the one he speaks, the one who has a sharp two-edged sword speaks. Okay, Christ talking about himself, the one who has a sharp two-edged sword. Alright? Two-edged. Two my corrective, two-edged sword. Don't want to leave this room for me. Okay, sorry. He says, I know your works, and I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. That is that, that is so interesting. He says, I know your works, I know where you live. Okay. You know, some some people are living in cultures where it's as though Satan is living there. That is where every bad identity comes from. Every compromise comes from there. Okay? I don't have to call him sharp, but America does like it in these days, okay? Like where Satan's throne is. So, and that also tells us that, you know, God is telling us here that Satan has interest in this world's thrones. 
he has interest in leading culture, leading this world systems. See, it's why eh, some of the things we talk about, we don't know the source of these ideologies. I tell us often in TGC that at the highest level of spiritual warfare, it's not it's not witches and demons, it's not sapien and pain, it's not it's not those things, it's meetings, strategy, ideologies, wisdom in quotes. Do you understand? So this means that you know at the base of some ideologies is the devil himself. Some kind of thinking is the devil himself. Perversion of, of good things is the devil himself. Sometimes we think we will see, no, no, no. Behind the, 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 the you know, the, the, the sexual perversion, you know, the family, family life destruction, the transgender, the, mon, the monogen, you know, all this, you know, see, clinical, that sort of, you know, we are waging war against, you know, spiritual ideologies. Why Paul tells them, he says, casting down imaginations. Look at that. And every thing that exalts itself against knowledge of God. Do you see these things? It didn't say casting down witches. Imagination, ideologies, opinions, thought processes. That's the highest level of warfare. Imaginations, thought processes. Very important. He says that except itself gives the knowledge of God. So there are things people propagated today that are so counter Bible. Okay? These are demons, the devil and his courts at work speaking through men. So we have to be careful with the way we swallow things that look hippie and intellectual. Well, we'll see the church in Pergamum, Pergamum right now. The way, the way, the way a church that in the way is a community of you know that, that looks like it was intellectual. They had, they had a big library of, of 20,000 books. It was, a, it was a intellectual society. It's not funny how people think they're intellectual when they are when, when they are when they are, um, when they are um, sinfully liberal. It's not new. It's, the, it's another scope of the devil. To make people think being, in quote, free and living anyhow, you know, is being intellectual. Being able to accept every form of thinking, every ism is being intellectual. It's not new. Alright? So it says, this is where, you know, it's not how demonic that system was. It says, and you hold fast to my name. I do not deny, deny the faith in this of in this way, you know, the faith of Matthias was killed. Okay, except said again where Satan dwells. Emphasis that he knows that Satan dwells there to show how much demonic activity was on, was happening there. But he says, I have a few things. Please pause. Hold, hold that part. People think that that, that, that that's the Satan's throne dwells there means that you see which is flying. You will see, you know, um, people turning to stone and know that. No. No, it's in this. It's in their sinfulness. Yes, you know they had pagan idols that they worshipped, right? But it was much more visible in their sinfulness in, in sexual perversion. 
this this sex thing and religion the the link between them is interesting some of these gods part of their worship was you know was sexual prostitution the people come to the temple and have orgies as part of the worship of these gods so it's why this sex thing when people are asking about sex about you know it's really a question about gods so it's why this conversation around sex homosexuality and all that is very closely tied is it's a god question I hope I can talk about another day, okay? I, I, I hope I can have more time to talk about that connection sometime. Look at this. So, I have this, this thing against you. Because you have people there who hold on to the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak, you know, this, this is what happened there, okay? Now, I can't remember okay. Balak, Balak and Balaam in, in numbers. That um, um, Balaam, was it Balak or Balaam now? What was, what was the priest among them? Who taught Balak to put, that was Balaam, okay. You know, in Balak was the priest, Abi. In a in a in a bid to to conquer Israel, okay. So they had an arrangement, okay, to send into them send into them the foreign culture, the the, the, the perversion, okay. What happened to them? So you know, the the people of Israel now mixed foreign culture, you know, in his, in 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 their sins and sexual perversion, with you know, it became they, they began to do the things those people used to do, and in so doing, they fell of the will of God. So it is also in that church that you know um, there are those who hold doctrine of Balaam. This doctrine says that you can do like a society is doing. That this doctrine says that you you blend in society. Whatever they do, you accept it also. Okay, this doctrine, this doctrine doesn't draw a line between what doesn't doesn't draw a line between um, what is right and what is wrong. So just permit everything. Just you know, in a bit not persecuted, in a bit to in a bit to in a bit to feel among to flow among, they allow everything the world does to come into the church. Okay, and it showed in their in their eating things like to idols and sexual immorality. So they participated in the culture and religion of the people of their day. They were Christians though, but they still they go idol worship. You see that? Interesting. They were Christians, but they were mixing it together. I'm a Christian, no, but I still they do, you know, you know, glory to Jesus. So also they were coming to social morality. They were blended into their culture. So, so also you have those who are doctrine of Nicolaitans. Now, um, this is the idea, okay, okay. The doctrine of the Nicolaitans, you know, is either similar or the same as Dr. Balaam, okay? The idea is that Nicol- the Nicolaitans in that day were, were mirroring Balaam in those days. So, it's the same, it's the same spirit at work that was at work in Nicolaitans. So, it seems as though this particular teacher called, called Nicolaitans, called Nicol- Nicolaus, Nicol- Nicolai, okay, that taught the people that, okay, you know, let's freestyle, you know, uh, every, everything's permissible, you are saved by grace through faith, so anything you do does not matter, you can do anything you want, you can fornicate, you can sleep with men, with men, women with men, do anything you want, okay? All goes, just flow. So the church began to have many people in the church that were living like the society. Christ says, these things which I ate, saying that he hated the doctrine of Nicolaitans. So any doctrine that permits sin, disguises it, 
explains it, tries to bend it. Christ says, I hate it. I hate it. So this is called protected Christianity. Christ is saying, it's not what the Colossians are talking about here. Okay, uh, uh, let's do, let's, it's not bad to abort, it's not bad to, 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 to LGBT is not bad, um, so, so, and so, it's not clinical, clinical, all the, all the isms here and there, transgender, one, 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 Christ hates it. Okay? So you have to be careful not to allow these things to slip into the church. He was an here, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So to us also, because these things are showing in our day also. A lot of people are trying to see how Christianity can, you know, can accept the world's cultures. So that's in, in the name of tolerance and love. And what is what is falsely called love? Okay? Remember what Christ says. It says, if they don't repent, okay, he will come and fight them with the sword of his mouth. Okay? So the sword of his mouth is, you know, sword, sword, sword is still the word of God, right? But he's saying he will come to them actually, okay, with the sword of his mouth. So let's note these things. Correct yourself. It's very easy if you are born in a culture to blend into it. Or if, if the culture is popular around you, to blend into it. And this is why we have the word of God to remind us that, yes, it's temptation to blend into these things, right? But we have to remember who we are. That Christ hates this doctrine. The believer must, be, must, must, must oppose sexual purity. Must uphold man to woman in marriage. Okay? So the thing that the pagan, pagan world was struck, was doing everything in those days that the that Bible thought was always against. It can't now be for it today. Mm-hmm. Alright? Yeah. Glory to God. Balaam was the priest. Yeah, so yeah, Balaam was the priest and Balak was the mm-hmm. you know the king. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So good. Are we good? Can we go to the next place? Glory to Jesus. I'm just looking at it to see if I have any, any any contributions from somewhere. Okay. Okay. Let's okay, let's see if we can take the last part before we end. To the church in the corrupt church. Yeah, Tyre, church in Tyre Tyra Tyra Tyra. Tyra Tyra. Tyra Tyra. It's cute. Tyra Tyra. But they are, they are corrupt, so it's not so cute. Okay, go on. on verse 18. So the corrupt church. Alright. And to the angel of the church in Tyatira writes. This thing says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants. <clears throat> Excuse me. To commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery retire into great tribulation. Unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the 
and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what but hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end. To him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the, potter, the potter's vessels, as I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Also, I forgot to share that screen. Let me just wait again. All right. Okay, so to so the church in Thyatira. I got it right, right? Thyatira. Yes. All right. Now, this church, this church is similar to the church in Pergamum. Okay? So it's um, to him who speaks, uh, to this right, says, Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his foot like fine brass, you know. I know your works, your love, service, faith, your patience, okay? Yeah, so, you know, Christ was always going to point out their good first before their bad. Sweet, sweet, what a sweet, sweet, sweet Lord, okay? He, yeah, you know, always tries to show where they are good, okay, first, then before showing where, where their issues, where their issues are, all right? Because most times, you know, even in the worst of churches, okay, sometimes they have still good things, all right. Now, some can totally bad. I think there's one church like that also in here where Christ knows anything we talk about. But generally, <laughs> yes, you know, there's the good part, okay, that we must celebrate. All right. Now, this church is very similar to the church in Pegamo. In this case, Dias was Nicolesia. Dias was a female priest. Okay. So, that, 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 that was Nicolai, okay. So, the female, female priest was exactly the same thing, blending into, into, pagan, into paganism, okay. Eating things like Christ's white dogs, okay, and commissary immorality. The same issues the other church had. Alright? Now this Jesus brought there, you know, like 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 when Christ talk, called Balak and Balaam in the first case, the Jezebel here also it doesn't necessarily mean the one was named Jezebel, but that she's a type. It just that Jezebel is a type of the Jezebel. Yes. Because in a way, this this in that spirit, okay. Um, this spirit that influences people is the same spirit that works in different generations. So the type, this, the the spiritual spiritual oppression called Jezebel was at work here also. Okay, a female, a prophetess that was t- teaching people to you know to 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 live in in pagan lifestyles, eating the Christ's idols, practice sexual immorality. Is I gave her time to repent. Look at this. So. It means that God must have read that to her in some way or the other through people or stuff like that to correct her doctrine, to correct her teaching. Okay? But she did not repent. And it says, because of this, I will cast her into a sick bed. Now, when we won't read these things right, I won't read in Bible language, in prophetic language. Now, it does not necessarily mean that 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 God Himself will press button and they'll be sick. But it could also mean that you know it will remove his protection from them. So they will be vulnerable to whatever devil throws at them, whatever is going on in their day. It's like saying it's just like devil, just like God saying, "Okay, I, I have to take off my protection," and whatever happens, take it like that. Okay, so so it does not necessarily mean that Christ Himself afflicted them, but that you know He allowed them to be afflicted. Many times, you know, there's a link between sin and sickness. James five says, "You know, when someone to another, pray for another, so he can be healed." Because there's a link between sickness and sin. In fact. Sickness came from sin in Genesis 3. So there's still a link to the 
between sickness and sin. Now, it doesn't mean that anybody, anybody is sick sinned, but many times people, people, people are, are vulnerable to sickness because they are sinning. So that is very clear in scripture. Alright? So it says, she and her children. Now, her children here doesn't mean her physical children, but people that are, are doctrinal children. Do you understand? It says, I will kill them with death. So, so the churches will know that Christ is the one who searches the arts and mind. Is it possible that the church as a whole will be stronger and healthier if we as a whole are more holiness conscious? Let's think about that. That even beyond your personal holiness also, that there's something about the church as a whole in your environment, your society, being God-conscious, that puts a protection on the city and, and people of God in that city as a whole. There's something about the church and he that he that he that lets you know God's restraining power on the earth. Something about the way we behave, the way we act that 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 that, that allows God to to further restrain evil. Alright? So he says, and the rest of them who have not known this doctrine, look at this, who have not known the depths of Satan. <laughs> or, and I calls it so-called deep secrets. Satan's so-called, how can you be doing this inside the church? Even funny. Like you are in church, you are in church, you are, you know, and not first about, in those, in this Satan's deep secrets, eh, you know, it, it's not because Satan's deep secrets, it's just the deep things in your day. Deep things that are not scriptural. So you have to be weary of these deep things, these deep things that we, we restrict our deep to the knowledge of God in Scripture, very important. These deep things in our day, it has, it has different connotations, different connotations, okay? Um, but also, the, also, the ideologies. I don't remember one again. There's one, there's one, there's one that is very top of my lip. I remember I'll talk about, okay? Sort of deep stuff, okay? Um, postmodern, yeah, postmodernism, postmodernism. Okay, this new theory that talk about you know anything that they don't like, they will say it is um, is um, society. It's not clinical, clinical. It's not real society. The society that be careful where this is coming from. Okay, whatever doesn't have, what doesn't stand the knowledge of God should be put aside. Be careful where this is coming from. Alright? Study well. You see this is okay. Study well. So you are in study scripture well. Okay? And don't be in a hurry to take in new things from the world. Be careful. Where, where is it coming from? What does it mean? What are the consequences? Alright? It says, if, if, to those who don't, who don't fall for this doctrine, it says, I'll put on you no other burden, but hold fast. Look at this. What you have received till I come. Hold fast what you have received. Hold fast. Don't be quick to take new things in. Hold fast what you have received. Check to see if it is so in scripture. So to whoever comes, you know, I keep my works until the end. I'll give power over the nations. This is the idea, okay? All those rewards that Christ talked about here are rewards, all through, all through the church also, are rewards for all the church. This is what all the church will have by overcoming to the end, okay? We will reign, no, we will reign on Christ in the millennium. We will come down to the earth with Christ, you know, and reign on the earth for a thousand years with Christ. Yeah. You know, after after rapture, 
seven-year seven year tribulation period, after seven-year tribulation period, okay, after seven-year tribulation period, you can go. Is the um, a thousand-year rule of Christ with the saints on the earth. It was an year, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Hallelujah. Are we blessed tonight? Do we have questions? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.